you know, if you've got a good marriage, there's a sense of, I have to take care of you. I have to provide for you. If I do risky behaviors or just the fact that I'm a firefighter is, is putting you at risk also. However, um, there's a camaraderie within the, the, um, firehouse with the other people. Um, there is a, um, brotherhood, if you will. And so, um, there, those support systems are going to perhaps ease stress. Um, and though those are close and important relationships, there's not as much of a responsibility, a sense of, This week, a new study finds that firefighters who have more stable marriages are actually more stressed at home than they are at the station. What gives? Dr. Karen Sherman weighs in. Stay tuned. I'm going to keep this short. First, thank you for listening. If you're a regular listener, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us on. This will help others discover us. Also, if you like the podcast, I highly recommend visiting our website, hitchedmag.com, which is updated daily with new content and where you will find thousands of articles available anytime. Lastly, I understand that not everything we talk about applies to everyone. However, I am confident that if you go to hitchmag.com and subscribe to our free weekly newsletter, that you will find at least one and probably more pieces of information each week that will help your marriage thrive. I hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the brilliant, the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist and relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. You can find her information at her website, drkarensherman.com. I want to jump into this one today, Karen. I'm really excited because this was one of those things that seemed um, counter to what I was expecting when I read Mm. this study. So... um, the 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 premise is uh, we're going to explore whether or not marriage is bad for firefighters or I guess other dangerous or high stress professions. Mm-hmm. And so this is coming out of a new study from Baylor University uh, that analyzed the data of 428 male firefighters from 12 Texas fire departments of various sizes, uh, with 77% of them married and 14% of them single. What they found surprised me, as I mentioned. Basically, those who had loving, stable marriages at home were more stressed at work than those who didn't. What are your initial thoughts with that? Well, you know, when I reacted really quickly, it was like, oh. But then when I thought about it, it really made sense to me because it's such a dangerous occupation that I think that um, they worry a lot um, about the fact that they're in this kind of dangerous situation. Um, and, and 
the more loving the relationship is, the more stable it is, the more stress they're going to be about if something happens to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've got a responsibility. They've got a wife that they're concerned about who could, you know, have to be a caretaker the rest of her life or a widow. There's likely children in the family. So it would make a lot of sense to me that they will be more stressed because of their occupation. Yeah. If the happier they are at home. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes, I mean, I, my, uh, emotional flow was the same as yours where I was like, wow, that's kind of surprising. And then I read more and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, this kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, I would be interested to know if this held true if they looked at married and single, but looked at parents, whether or not they were parents, and if that same stress factor mm. applied the same way that you mentioned that, you know, married people would like, you know, married firefighters, there's a good chance that they might also have kids. Um, yeah, but but you see, the way the study is worded, or their findings, is that they're saying that it's a loving and stable marriage. Right. So I, I think it would follow through regardless of whether there's children or not. Mm-hmm. I think maybe there's additional stress if there's, um, if there's children. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know that that would really add that much, uh, you know, that it would be that much of a difference, uh, even if there weren't children. Yeah. I, I suppose this is the point in the podcast that I should mention that, um, I grew up in a family where my dad was a firefighter. Oh, um, I never knew that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a captain. Um, uh-huh. you know, moved up the ranks. My brother is a battalion chief. Uh, my uncles were battalion chiefs. Um, I, so I have a cousin who's a paramedic. Like I have a long list of civil servants in my family. Uh-huh. Um, they were kind of shocked that I, that I didn't go into the family business. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so I have like a firsthand, uh, knowledge of what the home life looked like in this kind uh-huh. of scenario. So, um, that's also why this like really intrigued me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I, I, I want to go a little bit deeper into the, the study that mm-hmm. they did here. So when the researchers dug a little bit, they pointed out that unmarried men have a higher mortality rate, um, mm-hmm. because they take more risks. And sure. this is something mm-hmm. that we we've known for a long time. Um, so it kind of seems like if you have a job that's risky, having to balance that with a spouse at home, uh, who you don't want to leave, uh, as you were just mentioning, would be tough. Mm-hmm. So my question is, why do you think this applies to their spouse, but not to the friendships within the department? And so this was something that the researchers highlighted that um, the male friendships that they had within the department, some uh, uh, 40 years and longer, uh, mm-hmm. lowered mm-hmm. Their, their workplace stress, whereas the good relationship at home increased their stress. Why do you think that is? Well, okay, so the the wife is somebody who's going to be left as a widow. Um, there's a responsibility. You you know, if you've got a good marriage, there's a sense of I have to take care of you. I have to provide for you. If I do risky behaviors, or just the fact that I'm a firefighter is is putting you at risk also. However, um, there's a camaraderie within the the. Um, firehouse with the other people. Um, there is a um, brotherhood, if you will. And so 
um, those support systems are going to perhaps ease stress. Um, and though those are close and important relationships, there's not as much of a responsibility, a sense of, you know, if I, um, you know, do something on the job that, that injures me, it's not going to have a direct hit on you. Or, we're all in this together. Hmm. So we're all doing the same thing. So that's not going to add stress. But, you know, you've married me and now you are vicariously in trouble because of what I've chosen to do. Right. So uh, when when it's your coworker in that in this regard, it's like we've we've signed up for this. We've taken on this uh, danger and risk, whereas the spouse is inheriting it. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Well put, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay. So the researchers specifically noted that firefighters may feel the need to hide or fake emotions when mm-hmm. they go home, or even mm-hmm. try to match the emotion that they feel that they feel is desired or required by their spouse who asks mm-hmm. them about their job, rather than being, mm-hmm. you know, more truthful and honest when they go home. Um, do you think that's why they are feeling this stress? Because they're not, while they're not being open in that way, it also seems paradoxical that that is coinciding with a good, healthy relationship as the as defined by the researchers. Well, I certainly think anytime you bottle up emotions, that's going to make you stressed. You know, people, many people think, forget about you know, firefighters or any other dangerous uh, situation, many people tend to think, well, I don't want to deal with emotions that are painful or difficult, and they'll just go away. And that is absolutely not true. It's going to come out at some point in some way. And, you know, a likely way is through stress. Now, they are in stressful situations constantly. So to have to mask that is going to take a huge amount of energy. Um, And they're doing it, I would think, not only to protect their spouse from worrying, but I think it's also, it's a very macho kind of job that they don't want to, um, it's almost like, a conflict to say, I'm a firefighter, but I'm really anxious or I'm really scared. Um, so I think that it goes against the persona um, that you would then talk about. I think I don't think it's true. This is not my belief, but I think that right. they may think that it is um, – uh, there's something wrong with them if they complain or uh, admit to having some negative feelings. Mm-hmm. It just goes against the whole image. Uh, but yes, I think absolutely um, that is going to add to their stress. Yeah. Th- thinking about this, I'm wondering if if you acknowledge the fear, it becomes real. Or if you acknowledge and, and speak openly about some sort of fear, anxiety, or apprehension, it becomes contagious within the department. And that's oh, I'm sure that, I'm sure that it does. I'm sure that it does. Um, you know, from a therapeutic point of view, um, that is not actually true. Right. Facing your emotions does not make it worse, but initially, uh, it is obviously going to make it more real. And I do believe that there could possibly be a contagion factor uh, where it would promote more and more anxiety within the department. So I think there's probably like an 
I don't even know if it's spoken about or unspoken, but like sort of an agreement that that we just don't, you know, talk about those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's interesting. Um, well, well, I'll move on to the next question um, and then I'll get back to the point I was going to make. Um, okay. So, uh, it, you know, reading this, it does seem paradoxical that when you're more stressed, like that you become more stressed at work when your home life is good. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you think it'd be the opposite, but it's not as we've been talking about. So mm-hmm. with that being said, why do you think more firefighters don't seek professional help, which is something, by the way, that the researchers pointed out that they, they, um, they don't do that in a, a great number? Well, again, because I think that that would admit that something's wrong with them. Um, and I don't know that they would feel that they could continue doing their job if they um, showed some fear or anxiety or whatever. Um, and I, I would think, but I may be wrong about this, that there would be some kind of auxiliary help that is available to the fire department. I know that there is in the police department, but maybe I'm wrong. But, um, you know, I read the article also, and it said that they don't seek out professional help. And I, I think it goes to that whole idea of, you know, that is not what a firefighter does. Yeah. Uh, you, you go in and you, you know, fight fire and mm-hmm. uh, you do it with bravado. So uh, you don't want to go and talk about your feelings because the two would be in conflict with each other. Yeah. So this actually, so this brings up some of my personal experience. Um, mm-hmm. So I talked to my, my, my older brother. Uh, I have two, an older and a younger. Um, my older brother is a battalion chief and he um, oversees, you know, a lot of the firefighters within the department. Mm-hmm. And um, he has been involved with um, some like very horrific incidents. Um, and I'm, I'm withholding information just to protect his identity. Cause I don't sure. know if he'd want me to talk about it, but like, it's not a secret what he does and who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so after one of these incidents, we had a conversation. We, we talk every day. Um, and he, he, uh, we were talking about this incident and he said that one of his firefighters came from the military and was suffering from some PTSD. Mm -hmm. And he also said that what everybody saw was pretty awful. And he went around to the different firefighters. So to answer your question, yes, they do have help at least with his department. Um, Mm -hmm. And some of them do, do get help. And I also think it does take, um, a little bit of a progressive mindset within the culture of the department to, mm-hmm. to value that kind of professional help, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, ob- I'm obviously blinded with bias here, but I do feel my, my, <laughs> my brother, uh, is progressive in that way. Um, and, uh, and, and pushes for, uh, the, his, his firefighters to seeks that kind of help. So mm-hmm. hopefully as like an, a, a newer, younger generation comes up, uh, where mental health is less stigmatized, um, it becomes more commonplace, um, for, you know, stability and things. So, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, see, we can even look at the fact that for so long men were raised that you don't express emotions, right? you know, 
Um, and and nowadays, look where we've come that, you know, it's OK for men to express emotions. It warms my heart to see men, you know, kissing their babies and cuddling them and, you know, all of that, which is not something that in my generation or really, I should say, my parents' generation, you ever saw occur. So the tides are turning. And hopefully what you're describing uh, from your brother's experience will be something that in future ge- uh, generations, they will not see as an indication of a weakness, but, you know, that because of the difficult work that they do, uh, it's okay to ask for help sometimes or to mm-hmm. get some help sometimes. Well, you know, one of the things that I've been thinking about uh, when we we label um, like these obvious heroic acts that they do, people in the military do, people in the police department do, uh, and we, we, we label them as courageous, and, mm-hmm. and I think appropriately so. Um, it, it's interesting to me, and I wonder if there's like a way that we can reframe mental health and addressing your mental state as being courageous mm-hmm. as well in the same way. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you know, we've said this before. A lot of times people think like, oh, you go to a therapist. But going through therapy is not for mamsy pamsies. You've right. got to be somebody who is very strong to look at yourself and to really um, be willing to address the kinds of uh, issues and emotions that come up. So, um you know, I, I think it really takes somebody who is strong to go through the process. Uh, it's not for the weak of heart. Yeah. I'm not meaning to scare people away uh, by any means, but but because I, I obviously believe in the value of it. But um, I, I think the mindset is, oh, you know, that's for really crazy people or really, uh, you know, people who just can't keep them themselves together. And I think it really says a lot about somebody if they are willing to take a look at themselves and go through the entire process of um, thinking about ways that they can improve themselves. Right. No, I... Uh, I mean, I, I guess I'm I'm total agreement with everything you said, and just wanted to add that we we at like particularly in these like macho professions, as you as you know, even the researchers described it as that there's like some mm-hmm. machismo built into it. That if we can frame it as no, 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 we understand it takes courage to run into a burning building. Um, mm-hmm. But the funny, the, the interesting thing about that is you're trained to deal with it, and you though all expectations are you will run into that burning building do your job and then run out or mm-hmm. you know come out of it right um when you go into a therapist's office you don't get a run out of that burning building when you open up <laughs> you go home hello yeah yeah you know so you have to live with that the whole time when you go home you can't escape that burning building you have now lit it on fire and you have to figure out a way to put it out and you cannot leave until mm-hmm. it's out and mm-hmm. I think people don't recognize that a lot of times in terms of like the courage that it takes to do something like that. And if we could frame it that way for uh, the, these professions that hopefully that might um, help in the future. Yeah, I think that that would be great. <laughs> I think that, that that would really be a, a very helpful way to look at it. But, you know, this, it's, it's more complicated than that. You know, it, it's a willingness to look at things that are negative and painful. Um, 
And, you know, using your analogy about the fire and running out of the building, when you leave the building, well, then I know I'm going to correct myself. I was going to say, you know, the heat of the building and the physicality of it, you're out of it. And when you look at difficult emotions, uh, that emotional pain can drag up a lot of stuff that has been laying dormant for many, many years. And it takes a while for it to really be, um, to subside. Right. But, but then you have post traumatic stress disorder. And I think probably a lot of people in these types of jobs or similar do suffer from PTSD. Uh, it doesn't just go away because they've left the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with all that being said, and I, I hinted at it at the very top, uh, do you think that this, um, what the researchers found, um, with, you know, happy relationships and, you know, regular, uh, stressful, dangerous, risky p- professions, do you think this, um, applies, uh, to other jobs or careers or categories of careers? I would think so. I mean, I, I, we don't know. Yeah. Um, and I don't have any firsthand knowledge. Um, but I would think that, um, it probably is likely the same thing, uh, certainly for police officers. Um, I, I'm trying to think about military, you know, they have to, a lot of times keep things secret just because they're not allowed to talk about the kinds of missions they're on. Um, by the time they get deployed, I, I, you know, obviously they can talk about what they've gone through, and so much of it is probably difficult. I think that they just don't want to talk about it because it's been so horrific. You know, war is awful, um, but that's a different kind of. Uh, a whole different situation. Um, when I've done some research or, you know, studies in regard to the military and when they come back and how it changes the family and et cetera, I, that may be a little bit different than firefighters and police officers. But I do think that when you are in, to back to your question, a very stressful kind of work situation, um, it is going to be... Um, a good marriage is going to make it more stressful for you because of your concerns about your family. Mm-hmm. Do you find that, you know, I, Steve, we know each other so many years and I never knew that about your family. Do you have any sense from your relatives? If, uh, this study, what this study found is, is true in your family? Um, yeah, I, <sighs> It's hard to make a statement like that. I will. I will say that yes. Uh, I, well, it's. I, I guess I can't really say because I don't know if my my dad, for example, felt more stressed on the job mm-hmm. because of the home life, right? Like I I don't know how he felt when he was at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he loved it, um, and he was essentially forced retired by through like injury and medical concerns mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and my older brother, uh, loves it. And he, but he also kind of saw the, the path my dad took and mm-hmm. didn't want to suffer the same, uh, like debilitating medical issues. Mm-hmm. So he, he mm-hmm. worked to move up the ranks so that he wasn't running into the burning buildings. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, cause he, he had an accident at one point in time where, um, he was in a, in a house and, a 
and he uh, the basement underneath him was on fire, which they didn't even know the house had a basement because it's not typical for the area. And he fell down into the basement, Ooh. into the fire. And the, uh, the the floor above him collapsed on him when it happened. Oh. Anyways, he got out of that and it like caused him some problems and um, like physical problems. And he was like, uh, maybe this, maybe I should start thinking about moving up a little bit. Mm. Um, but he loves it. Like, I think he misses some of that stuff, uh, but he's found new challenges. So mm-hmm. The whole like an- answering the stress thing, I don't know. I I, I can I can ask honestly um, because my 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 brother for sure I can ask because we have that kind of an open relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I could ask my dad too, which would be interesting as like a maybe a follow up or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, did you have anything else that you wanted to, um, oh, you know, actually one more thing I was going to add, uh, cause you brought up the military. I think one of the interesting things, and to your point, uh, th- that like firefighters, cops, you know, while, you know, firefighters might have a 48 hour shift or a 72 hour shift, um, they, they come home very frequently. Whereas, uh, it's very typical for mil- in the military, unless you uh, you know have your family on, just on or off the base, uh, to be deployed to where sure. you don't see your spouse mm-hmm. for right. you know extended periods of time. So I would imagine right. that that lack of a constant reminder of you coming home and smelling the home cooked meal and snuggling up next to them at night and all that stuff might make it a little bit easier, is my guess. But I you know like you said, I don't know. Well easier on one hand, but more difficult on the other hand, because how are they doing? We're not seeing each other. What's going on? You know, each situation has its own uh, set of circumstances that are are quite difficult. Not not easy uh, to be in those professions, really not easy. Although I will tell you, I used to have a lot, when I was teaching, a lot of students who were uh, going to be firefighters, and I really have never understood why somebody would choose to do that. And what they told me when I asked is that they actually got a high when they did it; that there was something mm. very thrilling about the risk-taking behavior. Mm. I can. So, I mean, I will say that um, I do know that the culture of it is. Um, you know, they do all this stuff uh, as their day job and then they go out and race boats and race cars. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, and there it, you go. It seems very much in line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So, um, it, was there anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap this one up? No, I don't think so. Okay. I really don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it's great. I think we had a really good conversation on this one. So, um, well with that, we will, we will wrap this one up and, um, I will I will follow up with my family members and see what how they feel about this study. I actually, when I found this, I sent it to my brother because uh, I thought he might be interested mm-hmm. in it. So I'll, I'll, I can't wait to hear his thoughts on it. So um, with that, we will wrap it up. So thank you so much for your time, Karen. It is always a pleasure. Okay, thank you. And before we go, I want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. And you can get this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. And of course, you can find all this information and much more, thousands of articles, all the podcast archives that we have um, and much more on our website hitchmag.com so until next time that's going to do it take care everybody